Welcome, Iron Radio listeners. This is ironradio.org. I'm Robert Fortress Fortney, um, former editor at Muscle Man International, former competitive bodybuilder, and um, current strength enthusiast, powerlifter, what have you. Yeah, and uh, welcome aboard to those listening uh, home and abroad. This is Charles Staley, creator of Escalating Density Training. I'm also author of Muscle Logic, and I'm a competitive level uh, master's uh, weightlifter. Who just hit two all-time PRs yesterday? Congratulations, Charles! Thank you very much. This this is Phil Stevens, uh, strength coach, competitive powerlifter, and founder of LiftForHope.org. Today we have with us Ian Ian Graham from from Ireland. Ian, thanks for for joining us. Thanks for having me on the call, Phil. Yeah. um, Before we move further, I wanted to address. um, We just started a new system, and people can actually call in and leave voicemail. And uh, we had one user call, and I wanted to go ahead and run that real quick, and then we will uh, get to get to. Oh, very cool. Hey guys, uh, my name's Dave. Love the show. Um, absolutely one of the best podcasts I listen to. Um, suggestion: uh, you guys got to get Jim Wendler from Elite Fitness on the line. Um, I'm a big fan of his, and the few podcasts that I've heard him on, he is a uh, Absolutely fantastic guest, and um, you're missing out until you have him on. So uh, that's my suggestion and that, and just keep up the good work. Thanks a lot. Bye. That is very cool. Yeah, um, on that note, uh, I contacted Jim the next day, and uh, we got him coming on here in a couple weeks. So February 12th, uh, we will wrap that. But again, today, let's move on to uh, more pertinent information. We got, again, Ian. Ian's here with us. Um, Ian is a USA Level 2 track and field coach uh, in sprint, relay, hurdle, and jump events. I'm an athlete as well. Ian won all-time Ireland Junior Championship in the long jump, and uh, he's also a fitness competitor. Uh, he, he, since his athletic background, he, he, he took that and competed in his first physique contest in April 2009. Um, and then he's done a total of three events in 2009. He won best body in the first annual uh Mr. International Finals in Dublin. Um, Ian's been making a pretty good splash in the industry, and uh, with his partner Brian in their introduction of the athletic body system um, out of the new studio based in Ireland. Uh, kind of a system that takes the athletic, his athletic background, and uh, you know, a form follows function approach to creating the body you desire. Uh, Ian, thanks again for joining us. Thanks again, Phil, for having me on the call. Yeah. Um, just, just so everybody knows, let's go ahead and get to it, your website right quick so people can even find you. Oh, okay. Um, the current website, it's athleticbodysystem.com. Okay. Um, your athletic past, um, I kind of find it interesting. You started in more distance events and then moved pretty quickly, you said, to uh, the more speed and power-based events. And you said that kind of uh, – when you did that, you really started seeing fast changes in your body. Um, let's touch on this a bit, you know, but – Kind of what you saw on the differences and changes from the more endurance based to the speed based event. Yeah, I mean, initially in like high school, we call it secondary school, I got um, involved in cross country and middle distance running on the track, but uh, I, I didn't. It didn't appeal to me that much after a while. Just uh, you know, just constantly going running and stuff, and not much conditioning work. So I switched over then and started doing the long jump and triple jump. So. The the training was obviously a lot more diverse and stuff. You were sprinting, jumping, throwing, lifting, circuit training, condition work. So it was a lot more appealing to me. 
um, rather than just constantly going out running, especially when it's cold and wet most of the time here in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was always naturally quite slim, quite uh, a skinny type individual. So once I swapped over and started doing a lot more resistance-based work, um, just naturally just saw a lot more development um, muscle-wise and stuff like that, doing all the speed and power-based training. Because there, there was a lot of jump training and stuff involved, a lot of plyometrics going on. To say, I mean, was it? I mean, what role did say resistance training and classical strength training? Did that play a larger role? I mean, in the two different. Yeah, we we did a lot. Um, you know, and now that I have back trouble, like that was probably because my coaches had me doing a ridiculous amount of crunches and stuff. <laughs> and wow. All those years ago, even though I had nice abs from it, but. I don't think long term it helps them back too much, but um, yeah, we did we did like a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of gym work, a lot, a lot of um, a lot of resistance training, a lot of Olympic lifting, um, obviously the traditional power lifts, and a, a lot of bounding, a lot of bounding work. Gotcha. Um, you had some injuries on the way too. I mean, something with your back, I think it was. Yeah. Did that occur um, during the athletics or? That actually happened over ten ten years ago. I um I took a I took a break from athletics because I got to go to the states to uh, Florida for a year to do an internship. Mm-hmm. So up until that point, I had been training. I would say five days a week, two and a half to three hours a day. You know, real lean, intense training, a lot of resistance training. Like I said, you know, didn't eat much junk food or soft drinks and stuff like that. And <laughs> I got I got to your country and. Uh, I was there for like a year doing an internship, and I can I see where this is going to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it Pretty was honest. like we were interns. We didn't have much money, and you know it was Orlando, Florida, which is probably cheaper than most places as well. So it was like two dollars for two Big Macs, and you know you get a you get a super sized drink, and you get to refill it before you leave the shop and stuff. So and uh, yeah, so I gained quite a lot of weight, and naturally I've you know a, a lordotic posture like my low back and that. So any time again, any type of abdominal fat puts a lot of stress in on my low back. So when I came back then after the year I had gained, I can't remember, it was like about, about 20 pounds on the actual scale, but I would have lost a lot of muscle because I wasn't actually training. Um, so for me, even though 20 pounds wasn't a lot, most of it is abdominal fat gain, so it put a lot of stress in my low back. So once I started getting back into training, then I, I just kind of blew my back out. So... It flares up every couple of years. It flared up pretty bad a couple of years ago when I was doing personal training. And I had to go get MRI scans and see the orthopedic surgeon and stuff. And it's basically uh, three prolapsed discs in the lumbar spine, L3 to L4, L4, L5, L5, S1. So it, you know, it's pinching on the nerve and stuff. So I get a lot of leg referral pain and stuff. So I just have to be very careful with it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, kind of beat around the bush. I was kind of getting at your past there, the athletic, the athletic stuff and whatnot, to um, just kind of state where you're coming from. And I mean, it's kind of you took this, you funneled through an athletic background and have kind of turned that into you know a physique based business. I'm just wondering, how does or did your past in athletics funnel down to to the system you use now on yourself or your clients? I mean, maybe you can give us a quick synopsis of of kind yeah. of. Uh, your guys' system you do with the athletic uh, yeah training. yeah yeah well definitely I mean because Brian's background then I mean he's like in 
involved in like kind of combat sports. Yeah, he does boxing and uh, you know, so he, he kind of has the background as well, like in sports where you know there's actual weight limitations and stuff, so they have to actually like you know weigh in at a certain weight for competitions and stuff. So that kind of helped a lot him bring that into it in terms of some of the nutritional practices and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the two of us are trainers, so we see all the time when we're doing consultations with clients and stuff that basically what they're describing to us that they want is an athletic physique. They don't necessarily come to us and say, I want an athletic body, but, you know, they're telling us they don't want to be a bodybuilder. They don't, they don't want to be huge and bulky. They want to add some muscle, you know, lean up and, as the women say, tone up and stuff like that. So basically what most people were telling us through consultations was that they wanted a more lean and athletic-looking physique. So... My own observations then in, in the facility I train in, which is a track and field facility, um, which is also open to the general public, the actual gym section, was all the athletes had great physiques, and you know the general public that were in there just doing bicep curls three days a week, <laughs> you know didn't. Yeah. So you know there, there was kind of, there was kind of something going on. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of the old adage, you know, you get the people coming to you and say, "I want to look like an MMA fighter." So it's like, well, have you ever thought about training like one? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, like, you know. So, I mean, that's basically well, how we came up with the concept. Like, you know, let's put a system together that will get people an athletic body and show them the kind of the training principles and nutritional practices that will kind of lead them down that path as such. I mean, can you give us, like, an idea? What, what would a, say, uh, your average client come in? I mean, do you guys have, like, a, a basic a system you may put them on or? Yeah, I mean, like, right now, I mean, with with the new uh, training studio in in the city center, I mean, basically, we get them in, you know, we we try and get them to commit um, longer term, like, you know, to, to at, at least, like, a month, because we know a lot of trainers here, they just do kind of pay-as-you-go sessions, but mm-hmm. we're kind of like, you're not going to really get anywhere, you know, you're not going to get anywhere, for, you know, doing, <laughs> you know, pay-as-you-go sessions, you need to sign up for, you know, a month to a three-month pr- program, because we want to get you leaner, but along the way, you know, to get there, we have to get you better, you know, we have to get you stronger and, and uh, improve your overall condition and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, um, we have people coming in, you know, trying to get girls doing the doing chin-ups and nailing push-ups and stuff like that. Well, again, it you know, goes into kind of commitment and uh, consistency. You know, a lot of it is, is just being consistent more than it is one session. Um, yeah. Your, diet, um, how is this? evolved from when you were competing the athletics to now? I mean, has it? Has it changed and, and you know, has it evolved into what you use with your clients or is it much the same? I mean, did you pull draw what you ate off your athletic background or? Well, when I was training for, like, athletics, because we were training what, five, sometimes six days a week and, you know, two to three hours a day because if we were warming up for a, a speed session, let's say, I mean, our warm-up alone could have took 30 to 40 minutes, um, you know, and then the session on top of that, so... Now, now we're kind of just, you know, not trying to focus on any type of like skill development as such, um, and just you know, uh, actual visual results and stuff like that. Um, you know, warm up time isn't isn't uh, going to take up much time. It's usually five or so minutes. <coughs> so se- session duration will be a lot less. So when I was training for athletics, like I mean, I would have been eating you know a lot more carbohydrates and stuff like that. Um, but now, like the, the nutrition, like it, it, it'd be a lot cleaner, and yeah. a lot more protein, a lot more healthy fats. I mean, back then when I was actually competing in athletics, you know, I mean, my 
knowledge of kind of nutrition wouldn't have been what it is now in any way. Nor, nor would my trainers have been at the time and stuff. Because it was back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, just so I, I mean, I imagine you get, you know, varied clients in there where you can, you know, you kind of have the background. If you got somebody that comes in that just has a metabolism that's crazy on fire. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> From your background, you know the difference, you know, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it, like, I mean, because one of my buddies, Brian, did his body fat there last year, like, and, you know, he he, he trains for the 400, 400 meter dash, like, which you guys know, it's kind of like torturous training on the track, and, um, you know, he's, he's only, like, 23 or 24, but, you know, he's training, like, five, six days a week, you know, and, I mean, the guy, like, he showed up at my house one night with two two pizzas to cook for himself, like, you know, each pizza was, like, a thousand calories or something, <laughs> and the guy's, like, 5% body fat and eats like that nearly all the time, you know. <laughs> uh, you kind of let it go that you have a bit of a sweet tooth, and uh, now that you clean things up, you know, come towards your uh, times when you're getting ready for your competitions, you say you like to kind of experiment and find the cleanest treats. you want to share any of these secrets with the listeners? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I still have a sweet tooth, and I still like to, you know, pig out on, on real sweet sweets as such. Um, you know, but if I'm training for a competition, this is one thing I was saying to clients the other day, like, you know, it's not like I'm I'm perfect all the time, but when I'm actually training for a goal, like when I, I know I have something to train for or I want to lean up, I know there's certain things that you just have to do, no matter if you like them or not, you kind of just have to do them and just deal with it. But, um, <coughs> yeah, I just like to try around with different stuff like even today there i just got some just like fat-free greek yogurt threw in some mushed up uh raspberries and a little bit of strawberry protein you know so i mean i mean that's that's a treat like one one thing i always say to people like when you're kind of looking to get lean and stuff a lot of people think they have to eat kind of bland boring foods and yeah. that's that that will be the way you kind of have to eat if you're not willing to kind of put a bit of time into kind of experimenting and you know just trying out different stuff. Yeah, you know, Charles so. is a big fan of trying different stuff. He's got a new a new cheese recipe that he's going to be posting a video on. Awesome. <laughs> but but Ian, I'm going to call you onto the carpet here, okay? And just I'm going to say what no one else, what everyone else is saying, but they're afraid to. They're thinking it, but they're afraid afraid to uh, say it. When you were in Orlando for that year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to call you a slack or anything, but we have a client who visits us a couple of times a year from Ireland, and the last time he was here, he put on 20 pounds in two weeks. Wow. So, <laughs> so, so you're saying I didn't do too bad? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, well, my my buddy um, that was actually when I was living out in L.A. for that three months just uh, late, late last year, because he was my roommate when I, when I interned in Florida, and he was from Yugoslavia, and... Um, he gained like almost a hundred pounds. Now he's living out there ten years, but he's kind of been up and down. But when I got there last year, he was two two seventy eight. He was one eighty six when I met him ten years ago. Ooh, there you go. Now that's somebody. You know, you have to have determination for that type of. That is uh, somebody that has embraced the culture. You know, he assimilated <laughs> yeah. himself into the American culture. Yeah. See? <laughs> I know. I when I when I moved down to uh, Ohio there for a few years, I was. Uh, I've said it before. I uh, I was aghast at going to like places like um, Bob Evans and stuff, and just seeing the just the gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I was saying to Brian when I got back, like, if I take the bus now, which departs from right outside my house into the city center, and it's about a about a forty-five, fifty-minute bus journey, I would maybe pass. I would say 
three McDonald's along the way. And when I was in L.A., like, if I got the bus from Marina del Rey down to Santa Monica, which is like 20 minutes, I would have probably seen, like, about 10 McDonald's and about 50 other fast food joints. At least. Whereas in comparison to Ireland, you know, you jump on a 45-minute bus ride and you're in another country. (laughs) (laughs) That too. That too. (laughs) Um, So... What do we? What do you have coming up in the new year? Maybe you can uh, throw out some new things. What do you got coming for your clients and for uh, fans and whatnot? Can you share anything with us? Well, like I said, we we just Brian kind of took the studio over there in September, so we're still in the early stages again, that kind of up and running. So for me personally, like I'm not going to do any kind of competitions until maybe September, October time, because it does now. I kind of learned last year it does take a lot of kind of focus and time commitment stuff for that. Um, even though the training isn't much, it's just the actual kind of tuning your head in and stuff. <laughs> so I want to kind of have the, the gym, the kind of facility up and running kind of smoothly. So I won't do anything competition-wise until maybe September, October, November time. Um, so yeah, getting the studio up and running. Then the Atlantic Body System, we're looking at launching now version 2.0. Um, early next month, it was meant to be late this month, but as usual, kind of things occasionally get pushed back. Um, what else have we got going on? Yeah, a few trips out to the States, hopefully get to Arizona at some point. For yeah, some, for sure. Yeah, for some, some of Phil's food porn from Facebook that I do see. <laughs> exactly. You know, like I told you, you get out here and I will do like, you can put me through a a, a great like running and, and abs workout and I'll put you through a deadlift workout. So. <laughs> a deadlift <laughs> workout and then a deadlift dinner. Yeah, there you go. So, good deal. Let's um, go ahead and, uh, well, we can shoot your uh, website out there again. Everybody can get it on the landing page, but again, it's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, athleticbodysystems.com? Yeah, just dot, uh, athleticbodysystem.com. Oh, okay. Hey, Phil. And everybody can check out there. Yes? Can I just interject and uh, once again just throw out that number for that uh, call-in number? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, give me a second. Oh, you interject and you're not ready. I know. I'm actually not. You're killing me. Is that you have it on you? <laughs> Hold on. Here it is. 206-203-3798. 206-203-3798. Yeah, everybody, give us a call. Um, just suggestions, feedback, anything. We'd love to hear from you. Um, any guests you'd like to hear from or topics you'd like to hear from. Um, you know, we do listen to them. So. Um, this is all about audience participation, and you can come on here, come on the links, and enter questions and everything else. Um, go ahead and hit that topic track now. Okay, is that my cue? No, that's my cue. Um, this is, uh, seeing as this is kind of one of the most globally diverse shows we had, um, what I want to touch on is just kind of the differences between um, training, the fitness industry, and nutrition around the world from, from what, like, Ian has seen in his travels, Charles, um, Rob living in Canada, and me from my, from my travels, and just kind of uh, shoot the round table on that. I mean, we've touched on 
some of the some of the diet differences so far, but maybe uh, we can start off with you, Ian, and just some some glaring differences between you know the United States and and where the fitness industry is at, where it's headed, compared to where it's at in Ireland, where it's headed. Yeah, we eat a lot of potatoes here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're Irish. You kind of have to eat your spuds. That's what we're told. <laughs> you know, it's a big farming tradition here. Guinness and potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose like I suppose the biggest difference is because um, I've I've brought a couple of people over here as well, kind of <coughs> for seminars and stuff um, from the states and from Canada and that. And uh, I suppose the biggest difference is that uh, the fitness industry and, and sports industry it's a lot more professional in areas like the, like the states and Canada. <coughs> so you know, trainers and that here wouldn't be, I suppose, as as enthusiastic as such. You know, for me to put on a seminar and try and fill it up, like even the presenters that were coming over, they could tell by the audience, audience uh, participation and stuff that. They weren't of the the same kind of standard or enthusiasm level and such. Um. Then when it comes to actual, do you want me to kind of talk about actual people training and stuff? Yeah, I mean, actually, what I mean compared to just the cultures, I mean, what are what's the average Irish person doing as far as fitness? Uh, probably down in the local pub right now. <laughs> Not come back to again. <laughs> you know that that that's a big problem here because like. The, the biggest social scene here is it does revolve around the around the pub. Like like I was saying, you know, if you get the bus and you drive 45 minutes into the city centre, you'd see like three McDonald's. What I didn't mention is that you'd probably see about 50 pubs. Don't you think though? And and you know, and if I were to say the biggest difference, I just think that in in North America, I was going to say the U.S., but you know, in North America, tra- training and nutrition and the whole fitness industry is basically a reaction to the fact that in North America, it's probably the easiest and cheapest place in the world to maintain a, a positive caloric balance. Um, oh, yeah. and so, and so you, 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 you basically almost, if you, if you want to, if you want to have some level of health and, and body fat percentage and functionality, you need to take conscientious, uh, action, uh, you know, against, you know, what you see in the culture, whereas, you know, when I've taught in Italy, um, what, what I what I always hear from wannabe trainers and trainers in Italy is, well, the average person's uh, thought about fitness out there is, well, why the hell do I want to work out? You know, life's hard enough as it is. So, um, you know, the fit, at least in Italy, the fitness industry really is a lot more revolving around the whole spa thing, you know, and it's more thought of as... Yeah. Kind of an, uh, a luxury, and it's it's you know you don't want to have like a West Side barbell would never go down in Italy because you know who the hell wants to do that kind of work? You know? <laughs> yeah. Whereas you know doing work um, is almost a, a necessary and conscious reaction to the to to the reality in North America that it's very easy to go through your whole life without lifting a, a finger. Well, yeah, I, think, I, I think, mean I. I think that's something I that you always say, Charles. Um, from from being in Thailand, I mean, it's people over there. They're like, "Why the hell do I want to go to the gym when I'm at work, busting my butt in production and and whatnot all day?" And they don't have the same need. I mean, if you're out in a rice field for twelve hours, <laughs> you don't want to go to the gym. Right. Whereas here, you know, 
we're a merchandising society. You know, we are a bunch of people that our jobs are, are retail. Essentially, you know, people are buying your crap so they can, so you can then buy their crap and, and so forth. And uh, it's kind of a backlash. I mean, maybe you can see the, the fitness industry as itself as a kind of a backlash to people not doing anything. But, yeah. Well, I was just going to but, say, but it's, it's worth pointing out that the whole world. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to cut you off, Rob. Um, but the, the whole world is going in this direction. Yeah. So you know, as 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 societies become more, uh, as they move more from agricultural and industrial models to information uh, uh, type models, you know, that's where the whole that you know that our our kind of fitness and, uh, approach is going to be the norm. That's you, Rob. Sorry about that. Rob, were you you were going to say something? Well, I was just going to say something that you always say, Charles, is something that kind of sticks in my craw here with what we're talking about now, the whole idea of um, the difference between kind of, you know, being an exerciser versus being an athlete. Um, I've actually never been to Europe, so I can't comment too much on that. But I, from what I gather, I think that's probably more um, – in North America, we're more exercises, whereas over there, I think there's more of a preponderance of people who get into physical activity for some sort of athletic purpose. Exactly, and you know, and that's such an excellent point. And mm -hmm. I'll bring up too, if if you were to look at, there was no fitness scene in in North America 100 years ago. If you yeah. were if you were quote exercising or training, it was because you were an athlete. You know, no one did it to look better. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I'd say, you know, from, from my travels to Thailand and whatnot, and it's definitely the, the norm there. You know, the people that were training were on their Olympic team, or, you know, or they were, uh, the ones that were a regular of the few fitness facilities were, were tourists. You know, and they, the, the fitness industry over there was kind of a, uh, you know, due to large amount of tourism. And, uh, in general, I don't know about Ireland, but I mean, you go, they're starting to get a backlash over in Thailand because now they are getting a bunch of, you know, American foods are coming there and people are getting fat and whatnot. And, uh, I don't know, the fitness industry is about 20 years behind. What was big here 20 years ago is, is coming up there and they're, like, going through the cycle. The big thing when I was there was the emergence of all these fitness parks where you'd have, like, 10 different stations and, like, you'd jog to one station and do 10 push-ups and jog to one station and do five chin-ups or whatnot and, uh, a lot of like uh, the old uh, Jane Fonda aerobics classes and stuff like that. Too funny. I, did, I really like Charles' whole at, um, <clears throat> comment though about a reaction. The U.S. is kind of a, the, the fitness industry is is a reaction to just the you know the, the, the availability of calories and junk and the lifestyle itself. I, I think that's a that's a great point. You know, it's almost like if, if you're in more of an industrial-type um, economy or an agricultural economy, um, it's hard not to be fit, um, yeah. whereas in the U.S., it's hard to be fit. So uh, right. you know, that, that might be the most stark uh, difference. So, uh, yeah, it seems like there's a, more of a um, divide, ever-increasing ever divide in North America between just as kind of they're always talking about how the middle class is slowly dissolving, it almost seems like there's um, a slow um, dissolve of people who are, you know, not not extreme on one end. You know what I mean? It's like you got oh, yeah. are fit and live a healthful lifestyle and eat reasonably well, and 
then on the other side, you have the people who are kind of way the other way. It seems to just, you know what I mean? You're either oh, really... definitely. The divide is getting larger and larger. And, I mean, you know, we people harp about the excess and whatnot we have here. And, yeah, it has led to a large obesity problem and whatnot. But, uh, I don't know, maybe get Ian's feedback on this. I think also, in turn, I mean, it has led, you know, that the, the excess and everything we have has led to also the emergence of some of the best and the strongest and the fastest and the biggest people in the world, too. True, true. I mean, it takes all that fuel and all that economy and rest to be able to create that as well. I mean, yeah. compared to, you know, I mean, would you say in in, gen, in general you see also, yeah, there's probably a lot more obese people here, but would you say there's, you know, per capita more insanely athletic and extremely strong or lean individuals as well? Ian? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, that's something I even noticed uh you know, when I was in in the states uh, earlier, sorry, late last year. Um, you know, but I've, I've noticed it years before when I was uh, living in different states and stuff. But you know, I I go into gym, or Brian goes into gym, and you know, not saying we're we have amazing physiques, but we'll be guys in there with the better physiques. You know what I mean? Yeah. We go into a gym in the states or something, and it's like you'll see a dozen of us. You know, <laughs> you'll you'll see guys like us all over the place. We'll feel small. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean it's, that's it's, true in bodybuilding. That just disconnect the uh, the wide gap. I mean, like Rob was talking about, just how large it's becoming. Yeah, yeah. I think as well what I kind of noticed, um, even through like all the people I kind of network with, whether it's online on Facebook and stuff like that, I noticed like a lot of people, <clears throat> you know, that are really into their fitness and stuff like that, you know, the majority of them, like, let's say from the likes of Nevada and Arizona and California, I mean, they're in, I know you're getting rain at the moment, which I feel really bad about, but, you know, 90% <laughs> of the year, it's good weather, so, you know, you're going to be out in the sunshine if you're a girl, you're going to be by the beach or the pool, and, you know, in a bikini and stuff, so you're going to be more more exposed or more inclined to, you know, be somewhere where you're you're more revealed and stuff, um, whereas if you're living somewhere here where it's pretty much damp and wet and windy all year round, you're going to be covered up. You know, you don't mind if you gain a few pounds because the pounds are covered up and you never have any reason to kind of go and strip down to a bikini. Right. And by the way, in, 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 in the U.S. regionally, it's very much that way. If you live in the Northeast, you know, uh, it's the same kind of thing. So. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. why you see the proliferation of people like, and this this has just happened recently, I mean, because it's the new year. Um, my first workout that I went to at my local gym, the first workout I had in the new year, it sounds like I'm I'm fudging this, but I'm not. I mean, I've never seen the parking lot this full in my life. Oh, yeah. uh, already, it's starting to peter out. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, because people make the, you know, well, you know, I'm going to get in, in fit for this year, and I want to get in shape for summer coming up. And, you know, they have the plans, but then they, you know, they go to the wayside. And like you say, the seasonal makes a big difference, too, because you definitely do see a spike of people coming back and, you know, going to gyms in the, in the months leading up to, to summer and so forth. And then, yeah, they kind of think, well, you know, <laughs> cover it up so I can let things go a little bit. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I subscribe to Charles' do the opposite thing. <clears throat> so I get, like, summer comes around, everybody's getting lean, I'll just bulk up just to be different. <laughs> 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 and then winter comes around, it's like it's time to get jacked. 
<laughs> so what do, what should I do here since it's like we don't really get uh, much of a summer? Should I just I keep bulking up all year? Get a, get a sun lamp and just <laughs> dream of. Yeah. You, know, you can go on. I mean, they 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 do photo shoots all the time, like where they have people in bikinis on glaciers and stuff. You can just the mind's a powerful thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's funny though, because um, as well, like another kind of trend that we're following from here like i mean we we get like obviously the likes of the biggest loser and a lot of those kind of shows on tv like um you know but now we're starting to kind of do our own like there's one on irish television here now just started like operation transformation um you know so people are people are are big on those type of shows because it's as i say it's kind of like fat loss entertainment for most people (laughs) that is a great term i would i would go patent that instantaneously Fat loss entertainment. Yeah, instead of fat loss education. That is great. Yeah. By the way, can we just can we just like right now change the daily the weekly topic to Jillian Michaels? I would just love to do that. Oh, I already (laughs) had a talk about that earlier today with someone. Let's just do an hour on that. Yeah. Someone posted something about like um. I posted about the show, like, you know, I'd love to see one of these body transformation shows where they use something other than a weighing scale to track someone's progress. Mm-hmm. And so, some guy, he's from the States, um, I think it's Minnesota or somewhere, you know, he's like 450 pounds or so, a really nice guy. And um, he just commented, like, he didn't mention Jillian's name, but I knew he was kind of having a go. <laughs> but he was talking about, like, you know, how the trainers kind of, treat the individuals, and, you know, to try and get them to work harder and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a – she's a touchy subject around here. You know, if you want to get Charles angry, you just mention her name. But, uh, yeah. I don't even know, know what you're talking about. Jillian Michaels that runs – she's like the trainer on The Biggest Loser. Oh, I don't watch any of that stuff, so I – yeah. Rob, He's also let, me in, just, um, let me just suggest it is well worth your while to spend uh, at least an hour investigating that because it is absolutely... Well, now that you've mentioned, I, I mean, I, I'm aware of the show, of course, but I, I don't really watch much TV at all, So, but I, I'll definitely try and catch it now that you've mentioned this. Oh, yeah. I just want to see when the first person dies like on that show because it's crazy. I'm really surprised no one has, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you get a 400-pound person like running a triathlon... Yeah. <laughs> you know, the crap they yeah. make them do, it's uh, yeah. you know, it's 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 horrible. And, uh, yeah, you know, I have like, oh, Here's my client. He's leg pressing twelve hundred pounds, and oh Jesus. But <clears throat> anyways, um, but but know, I like what you I like what you're saying there about you know you'd like to see some one of these you know type of transformation whatever get fit shows with with something other than the scale as, as a you know uh, the medium to kind of figure out you know if they're tracking progress like. Yeah, yeah. Use, use something else. Use some sort of, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, you use, like, different. I mean, we we use, like, with clients, we'll, you know, we'll use the scales, but it's only one thing that we'll, you know, use to monitor. But we have other things, like, you know, because if the scale shows, like, zero progress, then the client sees that as have made no progress, but maybe they've, like, lost, you know, an inch or two or, you know, a skin fold has dropped or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, coming back to the athletic side, I mean, the thing I always like to point out is just the performance. Yeah. You know, if your performance is going better, your form, what you look like, is going to follow what you can do. Absolutely. Exactly. So if you just consistently, you know, take the athletic approach and just consistently try and get better, you're going to, by default, look better. 
I, I, I've I've trumped that whole thing for for years. I've told people that I'm saying if you if you if you train to be you know a high performance machine, eventually, you know your body is only externally is going to reflect that in some in, at least to some degree. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it, that's a, a perfect way of going about it. Actually, I mean if you if you're really fit and you know um, you can run better than you did last year, and you can lift four times as much as you did last year, and you know, he could last 20 times longer. I mean, it's almost impossible to assume that you're looking in the mirror and not notice a change. Well, I mean, and that right there boils down to a lot of the so-called, let's say, exercises mindset. You know, you go in there and you see the guy who's been doing the same reps, the same load on the same exercises for four years, and he's wondering why he doesn't look any different. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to kind of push things and look to excel and, uh, uh, and whatnot, but yeah. Also on on them, the difference as well. Like uh, I was, my mind just boggled at the amount of infomercial shit you guys get over there. <laughs> have you <laughs> seen the, the shaker weight? Oh shaker yeah, weight. and the one for man. Shake weight is awesome. Yeah, that's the new classic, man. Yeah. Did you? Well, I, you you got to check that out too. Look up three uh, I think it's three minute legs. Dot com. <laughs> Seriously, you will kiss your pants laughing when you see this thing. You basically sit on this seat as you're doing kind of squats and lunges, and as you go down, these, like, two leg straddles kind of go between you. It it looks like something that should be, like, in a porno movie or something. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Ian, I'm there, and wow. Yeah, you're looking at it? It looks like something you'd see in a gynecologist office. Yeah. Wow. I, it's, it's hilarious, because I, I actually seen it today on... The, you know, the uh, Ellen DeGeneres show, and she actually, oh. she, it's funny because on the website they talk about it being on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and they have a link to it on the website promoting the product, and she takes the piss out of the product on her show. Really? You know? Yeah, it's really bizarre, because then she pulls out the shake weight. She's like, oh, I want to work my upper body too. Let's get the shake weight out. So she's doing her oh. leg workout on this three-minute legs with her shake weight in her hand. I love getting my uh, fitness advice from smokers. You know, I just love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice. Well, if, if nothing else, I mean, do go to three-minute legs because uh, that is amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> if you combine that with the shake weight, and uh, you pretty much have it all sewed up, uh, that, yeah. is, that is absolutely amazing. I mean, do you guys have such things in Ireland? I mean, yeah, I mean, we we have like the infomercials and stuff, and you know some of those products and stuff, and yeah. you know we we have those adverts coming on and stuff, but just not with the kind of overall like frequency and volume, like not kind of like nonstop <laughs> and you yeah. know kind of uh, just just crazy the, the amount of stuff. Hey, that thing. Yeah, uh, I'm on the website now. Yeah, that that's a that's a dandy device. Yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah, I mean you've all seen the other one, like the outer circle protein. I think I'm going to pick this one up. It might help my squats out. <laughs> I, think it, I think it might. And, uh, you know, funny, I was just thinking the last time I was in Italy, I was watching an infomercial for um, a vibration platform. And uh, we have expensive versions of that in the U.S., and they're purported to quickly improve your, your, your muscle extensibility, and I don't think it's terribly practical. But they have kind of a home version that they're touting for fat loss. Uh, in Italy, I don't, Ian. I don't know if you've seen something similar in in, uh, in Ireland, but uh, yeah, we have um, like all the the vibration plates and stuff, and it's it's interesting because 
in in the video stores, like I think the video stores is is, is it like Blockbusters in the states? It's called. Mm-hmm. And we have on here. I think this is it's the same chain, but it's a different, just slightly different name. Yeah. Chartbusters, but they actually because they have like the sunbeds and stuff like that, and they sell like supplements and fat loss pills and stuff. But they actually have now in in the actual video stores where you can come in and do your vibra- vibration plate training, like ten minute sessions and all this type of stuff. And you know, it's meant to be like equivalent to you know a sixty minute gym session and this type of thing. Yeah, that uh, that has not made its way to the states. We have no infomercials. Um, for vibration platforms for fat loss, so uh, well we've passed that mark, I think. You know, <laughs> that was so 1980. We're on to new and exclusive things like the three minute leg. The three minute leg. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't We're get how that. Be... I don't get how that works myself because you have two legs and it's three minutes. So is that a minute and a half per leg, or kind of <laughs> watch the video? It'll explain it all. Well, I'm watching the video, but I'm still not entirely clear about it. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because I have a, cir- a leg circuit that takes 11 minutes, and, and you know, I, I just gave it a cheesy name, like the legs 11 circuit, and then I've seen this today, like three-minute legs, and I'm kind of disappointed now. I'm going to have to scratch my circuit. Yeah. Wow, that is oh, What was that, Charles? You had a guy that was telling you that, like, the four requirements for our infomercial product? Yeah, well, three and 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 actually, the three minute legs does fulfill this requirement. But, Fourteen uh, ninety five dollar trial is that one well, of them? Well, no, no, no. But I actually met with an executive from an infomercial. We were kind of exploring the possibility of doing some things, and uh, what he told me was that the three requirements for a successful exercise um, infomercial device is that uh, it needs to take three minutes or less. It needs to be stored under the bed. It has whatever it is has to be storable under the bed, and you need to be able to watch TV while you do it. And those were the three the three critical things. But this this thing apparently is uh, I think I think feels off the radar for this, so you might might put your credit card away because it says it only holds up to two seventy five pounds. Oh, <laughs> oh come on, what kind of a rip off is that? <laughs> I know, I'm just under the mark, so I'm going to have to drop a few pounds so I can utilize it. <laughs> no kidding, I mean. Their sales will probably skyrocket after this. Uh, that's that's why this would never go in the U.S. because you'd need some kind of preliminary program to get people down to 275 before they can yeah. use that. <laughs> <laughs> As featured on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a real selling point. Yeah. Big one, big one. Ian, that yeah, was enlightening. Ian, can we have you back sometime? And what we'd like to do is just have you share. Uh, a large number of uh, European exercise infomercials just like this one, and I think that would be a great show. <laughs> well, this is, like, I went on to it, as far as I know, like, because I actually looked, and it's, I think it has, like, a little American flag, Canadian flag, Ireland flag, and oh, really? United United Kingdom yeah. flag. I'm pretty confident they originated in the States. Most crap does. <laughs> yeah, they have an Ireland flag there, for sure. Yeah. It's funny, though, because, I mean, that's one thing I actually started. I, I need to finish it up. It's almost done. But because when I was out there and I seen so much crap, and then my buddy was there that I was helping lose the weight. And he was, because before I went, he was telling me about, like, you know, the the weight belts and stuff that he was buying, like, that you wear around your waist and stuff, you know, to kind of help you lose weight. And, you know, I could see him watching these infomercials and kind of believing what they were saying, you know, because they're shown you know, it does this, and they have a trainer in, they have a chiropractor in, you know, kind of giving it, trying to give it credibility and stuff. And you could see how easy for someone like him that's kind of desperate to kind of get hooked on something, you know, and kind of yeah. fall for it. And um, so what I, what I kind of started putting together was like, 
we just called it like the abs toolbox it's just going to be a little free report where basically we talk you through how to kind of you know what is an actual useful tool and what's playing just like a plain sure, sure. gadget or gimmick and stuff so i'm gonna to have to add in the, the three minute legs actually that's a new one that is awesome i still think you the know, only gimmick product i've seen that like made it and actually works is the ab roller and you saw it like 15, yeah. 20 years ago. And that yep. damn thing kicked this the only effective one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, I was just going to mention, though, that, you know, we get kind of smug sometimes in the fitness industry about all these dumb things. But, you know, think about all the, the commercials and infomercials uh, for non-related fitness products that we get snookered by. And, Ian, you, you probably aren't privy to this, but with the downturn of the economy, all of a sudden now there's all these infomercials and, and commercials and ads for gold, and they're promoting yeah, no. this as like buying gold, right? Yeah, and no, that, that's that's really interesting that you should yeah, say that because I seen it when I was in LA. Yeah, and you since know. I came home in December, we have the exact same thing. There's like companies and all like, you know, saying that they're established like so long and stuff, and it's like you know the gold experts and they're like call us today. Exactly, and and and, and needless to say. Gold has always been available. You never need any of these companies. To, you just buy it, you know. And, uh, <laughs> our, our, you know, for anyone listening who has financial concerns, you know, our, the U.S. currency is not going to disappear. Um, you know, it's not going to become a third world state where, you know, people are trading gold for goods and services. So uh, it's just kind of a funny thing. You know, it's, uh, people get kind of panicked. And uh, so that, that's kind of the new thing in the U.S. right now. Yeah. yeah, new, new. You can all send me your money, and I will buy you gold. There you go. Well, good stuff, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Ian, and uh, yeah, no kind of your insight on uh, on everything. And everybody, go check out the insight. You can find it on the landing page right there. And uh, keep in touch. Yeah, no problem, man. I will. Yeah, thanks for your time. All right, all right take care. Thank you, everybody, and uh, we will check in again with you next week, same time, same place. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org. If you're interested in diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also, should be helpful for you by physicians, athletic trainers, qualified exercise physiologists, 